Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, today I'm catching up with uh, three Melbourne-based artists who have started up their own environmentally friendly art products, I guess. Oh, there's two, mm-hmm. two yep. different products, but three people involved. And I've got um, Ollie and Mike from Lousy Inc. and Roger from uh, Dodgy Paper. Hello. Hello. How you going, guys? <laughs> good. Really good. Thanks for taking the time to um, sit down and have a chat. Thank you. No worries. It's good to be at the studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start off with um with Lousy Ink. Because um like like how did you guys come up with the idea to start making your own ink? Uh, well, uh, basically, um, I guess it started off uh, with my uncle. Actually, he he worked at this uh, place, like a recycling company, and. Um, basically they get all sorts of uh, different uh, ink cartridges and uh, uh, toner cartridges and things like that and they recycle those they basically crush them up um, into like little fragments and all like the um, basically like the plastics sort of get recycled uh, they sort of get ended up being melted down and all the runoff ink um, sort of gets uh, pretty much stored away into these big vats um, and when he was telling me about it I'm like oh man we could uh, <laughs> yeah definitely use that for a couple art projects or something never really yeah. thought it could be some kind of uh, I mean like an ink brand or anything like that because I, I at the time didn't really imagine um, that you know different artists would want to use it or anything so it sort of started mm-hmm. off like say about a year or so where uh, we were just kind of experimenting with it, playing around and at the time um, I lived, well me and Mike were living together and mm. uh, we were sort of throwing around a lot of different ideas with it and I guess eventually we saw, you know, like we could definitely turn this into a bit of a, you know, a, a brand I guess where we could sort of re-bottle this ink and kind of, um, you know, have it as an artist ink for anyone to use and experiment with. Mm. So yeah, I yep. guess that's all where it sort of picked up from. <laughs> yeah. And with the um with the ink, like what were they doing with it? Like once they put it in the vats, where, yeah. what were they doing? They just well, they were really just kind of like building up this like huge amount of storage with it. They they've got about four of these twenty thousand liter containers just full of this ink. So it's around eighty thousand mm. liters or so, uh, which is huge amounts of this stuff. Um, and they they don't really know what to do with it. They 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 can't really recycle it directly because it since it's like a kind of like a chemical based ink. Um, so basically they're sending it off to um, these people to uh, burn off as like waste to energy product hmm. so I think it eventually yeah runs like big kind of um, I don't know like plastics factories or something like that it helps kind of I think people just yeah use that to kind of burn off as chemical waste really so it's, it's not really a good like environmentally like sort of no and I think that's the thing it's kind of it's just it was just sitting there waiting for someone to really um give it an extra purpose and that's kind of where we were just really talking back and forth and talking about how like of course it always starts as something a little bit selfish isn't it like you know you're like oh wow this we have this ink but then you know you start thinking about it more and then yeah once you actually see the uh the mass of what they consider waste ink it kind of motivates you to want to do a little something more with it, which is kind of where we're going, I think. 
Yeah. Mm. Have you guys done anything like this in the past? <laughs> Run a business? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, two yeah. kids like still finding what like they're trying to do for what the rest of their yeah, lives. Trying I mean, to we've know. looked after ourselves, trying to, you know. Yeah, I mean, Ollie's only got one arm at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah. like, probably not the most ideal CEOs of a company. Yeah. But I think there's something about that, and I think that's. I mean, that's something I think Melbourne really appreciates is like these very honest brands that are completely transparent, where there's like a very grassroots um, approach to it. And like we try to be as very, like we try to be very forward and we try to be very um, just like real. And mm. I think that's the big thing. Like I think people are pretty tired of like brands or companies that are trying to come in and pretend like there's something else or trying to sell you a feeling. It's like, we're not trying to sell any feelings. It's like, this is what it is. and it's helpful and you can help like you're actually doing something yeah mm-hmm. and so you said you started a year ago yeah around about so, yeah. so but i'd say in the last like three or four months when we've really started to pick it up as a bit of a brand mm. sort of thing we really try to push it in yeah. a way and um yeah we just had a exhibition in march like the end of march where, yeah so we got about um say about 50 artists together uh, we, we gave them each a bottle of ink to experiment with and you know come up with something for the exhibition um, and ended up getting close to 200 works yeah we was, didn't expect to get that many yeah. works because we, we really left it like open-ended for you know the artists say if they wanted to do a whole bunch of drawings like really loose kind of sketches and stuff and submit those that's cool mm. so not really have like fully finished amazing art masterpieces so yeah in the end um we sort of like salon hung everything mm. and um yeah had a bit of a exhibition i guess that was sort of the real launch for lousy yeah. awesome show yeah <laughs> a really good show yeah, so i missed no, the opening fun. yeah i, d- I didn't get to see it but i saw the photos on, online I, saw, I like what you did with the stairwell with the paper and uh, just yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we were I guess for us and like B-Side Gallery as well, like so many of our friends have exhibited there before. It's kind of, it's, you know, when you go to a gallery so often, you know that you got to go up the stairs and then you're in the gallery space. But we were thinking, you know, how can we change that and how can we make Lousy something where it's not just another group show with however many artists, but it's an experience. And then on what is that experience? So we kind of kept that uh, ethos of, you know, trying to keep everything minimal waste and recyclable and just decided yeah paper and ink let's create this installation that makes you feel like you're going through the process of the recycling um journey so you know you're starting with the white clean paper and it slowly starts inking and then it becomes this like black hole almost that's sucking you up into the stairs and then there you are you're in the space and it's just this insane like top to bottom (laughs) show and i think there's something i think that's where i think as artists as well we're starting to branch out and experiment with you know how do we create experience beyond a 2d artwork that just hangs on a wall like mm. we had a lot of fun with that and, you know, yeah like, we were just like a lot know, of brushing fun up big sheets of paper and you know not having to be so fragile with paper you know when you're hanging up paperwork you're gonna be super yeah. you get a lot of freedom when you call mm. your so um, company lousy yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> there's a certain standard you set for yourself and it's very easy to go above and beyond yeah yeah yeah, it's like with Roger, you got, you got like a lousy ink and dodgy paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Dream um, team. Yeah. yeah. Perfect comment. But with with the ink as well, you can use it like as much. You know, you don't you're not using it sparingly. Like, oh, we're gonna run out. You're trying no. to use actually trying to use as much as possible, aren't you? That's because, right. Um, you're doing a good thing for the environment. Mm. And that's the kind of push as well. Is that it's 
for one, we're putting it at a price point that almost like cuts out so much competition, and it's just as versatile as well. A lot of people have come back. A lot of the artists from the show actually have said they really, really like the ink. And you know, if we go about it in this kind of like we're just throwing ink around kind of a way, it's not meant to be like you know premium Indian ink that you only use for like your final artworks. It's something you use for sketches, you use for your actual pieces, you use it for anything, and that's what we want to promote, that kind of freedom of creativity, and I guess that push, that spontaneity as well, that comes along with what's supposed to be like very organic art making. Yeah. And w when the um, ink gets delivered from your uncle, like, how, how does he deliver it? Do oh, we basically like go and um, collect it <laughs> off the recycling company, yeah, so um, we would usually get it in like these really large containers, um, but more recently we've, we've also been getting the bottles from them as well, um, so they're small like mm. 50 mil, 40, kind of, 40 mil, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like these like small glass um, jars that we're getting from them as well, so it's pretty much all being recycled off them. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so we're basically just kind of putting it out there. And, yeah. yeah, they're nice. Those little um, genie bottles you got, like they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're a good size for just dipping your brush in without like you know having to decanter it into something yeah. else. Because yeah. originally, yeah, like we had these like big um, shampoo, shampoo bottles. bottles. Oh my god, oh, they were a nightmare. Was, yeah, they Because like we, yeah, we, uh, we originally went to like this um, another recycling place called Reverse Art Truck. Um, Best place. And yeah, so they, they like get all sorts of like um, kind of just excess waste from uh, mm. different like factories or things like that that just give them a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, we ended up just collecting a whole bunch of these shampoo bottles and we thought it'd be great to, you know, fill them up with Wowsy because since they've been recycled as well, uh, but it ended up yeah, being a lot, yeah, way no. too much ink for anyone to possibly use, you know, even having like <laughs> a good like 500 mils of this stuff. Mm. but. Um, yeah, so now we're yeah, just sort of focusing on the l smaller kind of mm. um, bottles. So, yeah, yeah. Are you um, have you had any like big spills with like um, having to deal with ink all the time? Oh man, yeah. <laughs> when we were first filling up, how much up, time have you got on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Let us explain them all. Yeah, like when we were first like filling up those bottles, like man, I had like a few of the times where because like these giant like um, black square. Um, like 30 litre containers and they've got these little taps on the end of them once like the tap got like um, stuck on the on position <laughs> and after the bottle I don't, I don't even think I've told you about nah, this yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was in the old blender studios and I, fill, I was just filling up these bottles and then ended up just getting so much ink like everywhere and this like if you've used lousy before you'll know it's really um it doesn't dry too well on the glossy surface so it's like constantly everywhere we're just mm. cleaning it up for ages mm. it's one of those things it's like, <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah. yeah so have you um you started stocking in art shops or anything like that yeah like we've just um stocking in uh, melbourne artist supplies now it um they just sort of got a batch of it yeah. it's actually sort of the last of it really. mm. the, the last of the first yeah they were really keen so they kind of just jumped on and yeah. just yeah pretty much cleaned us out towards the end yeah. it's been funny though like the journey is that we've hit up so many places to stock and because it's like you know you're trying to sell something that no one's ever done before so everyone's very skeptical we actually didn't get a lot of response back from places at the start mm. but as things have slowly started picking up and people have been talking people have started like actually approaching us being like oh we've heard about your brand and blah 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 so it's been good like and yeah. I think that's the thing for us we had a lot of talks originally during that year process of 
you know, what's, how are we going to do this? Are we going to, do we want to stock in art stores? Do we want to be really underground and irreverent? But I think trying to get it out there as much as possible and trying to be very open and really, I guess, um, really cling to that idea of what we're trying to sell is like, you know, promote community. If we're trying to keep it away from people, then it's not the right way. So the more we can get it out there, the better. Yeah. So it reminds me of when, um, KR started making crink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember he was just like one of the like plastic bottles or something. Yeah, like just that. making yeah. an awesome formula for himself. And yeah. then everyone's like, Where'd you get that from? Mm. It's like, oh, mm. I made it. It's like, oh, hook us up. And then just started snowballing from there. And now crink is what it is today. It's like, it's pretty Yeah, awesome. right. I mean, I guess that's the aspiration, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, if we can get to that point, that would be pretty cool. But yeah, the slow, slow road, if anything. Yeah. Mm. Have, you, have you guys started um, thinking um, beyond just the little bottles of ink, like doing markers or anything like that? Um, I guess yeah. that was another thing we were talking about. It's like, you know, who are we marketing to? Like, mm. obviously we come from like a graffiti and street art background, but we didn't want to sell it as a... I guess it's a street product because <laughs> it doesn't work on walls outside just because it never dries. But that being mm. said, like we thought about, um, into, because we've sold out of our ink, we're looking at, you know, what are our next volumes mm -hmm. and how are we going to promote that? And I guess the big thing for us is actually not, the product is like, is like the surface level to the brand and then everything else that comes after or the exciting parts for us is actually doing the events and trying to yeah, yeah. give people a vehicle to do things because the amount of times we've done shows and being like oh how great would it be to have like a beer sponsor or to have a paper sponsor etc etc it's like we can be those people now and like because we've come from that space there's no hold but holds bar to that like we can just go out and support all these people and it's doing something good so we don't have to be as i guess picky and choosy as I guess most companies would be yeah mm. and do you guys position yourselves as a um, environmentally friendly company or is it just a, <laughs> just an ink brand or you know do you say like like tell your story a bit on the bottle or anything like that or when you're trying um, to stock it in stores I guess so yeah like with um, I mean with the first bottles we, we, there's not like a whole bunch of information or anything on there but um, yeah like there's we sort of want to make sure that you know, we're yeah. really, like, um, pretty environmentally conscious, like, when we're doing things, not only just, like, selling the inks, but also, so if we were to do an exhibition or something, we'd want to make sure that it's, you know... Yeah, like, it's an awareness thing, and yeah. it's also, like, um, you're giving people a reason to believe in something more than just a product. Like, at the end of the day, it's, it's not, like, you, you know, you, you see the bottle and, like, that's the attraction, or you see the artwork but then you get it and then you're actually working it through but then it has to inspire beyond just them creating work it has to make them think like okay well if I'm now using 100% recycled ink does that mean I'm only gonna buy I don't know free range eggs or like you know what I mean like it creates it creates the momentum to yeah. build onto more and initially our bottles didn't have any messaging on it because we were still in that trial period of like can we even get this out there like who yeah, cares yeah. but the more we kind of push it I think I think the thing that people really cling on to for Lousy Beyond the Quality is the the story. Like, as soon as you tell them it's 100% recycled and that, um, you know, it's trying to do some good in the world, people instantly... Like, the difference between ours and, like, say, a $30 ink brand is that it's, like, it's good. You know, it makes you feel good and it's not making you feel good artificially. It's like a conscience kind of a thing. Mm. And that's pretty hard to fabricate. So I think, yeah... That's kind of what we've got going for yeah, us at the moment. Really so we're trying to push it as much as possible. Mm. Yeah. 
And do, do you sell it online as well? Yeah, mm. yeah, we're selling it online. Yeah. The moment. yeah, yeah. I guess we're just trying to embrace any kind of avenue, yeah, yeah, digital, like we do markets as well wherever yeah. we can. Yeah. Just what, get them there. What's your have you our website? Yeah, yeah. lousyinc.com. Yeah, I believe that it is lousy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so hard to keep up with it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Is it hard to shipping? Uh, well, it's and not really. I mean, you have to sell, it, send it as a parcel though, because yeah. that sort of adds a bit onto the end cost, I guess. But um, that's sort of why we sort of wanted to put in a lot more kind of different stockers and stores and stuff, where mm. you know people can go and buy it in person without having to you know go and order it online and stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess it's it's good that we've got it up there for yeah. anyone I mean there's it. a whole yeah. bunch of considerations as well yeah. like because we're not selling them in plastic bottles and they're glass it's we have to be quite careful when shipping it and mm-hmm. that's a very like considered thing because if we did plastic then that's going against everything we're talking about in terms of like 100% recycled yeah so yeah we've kind of committed ourselves to like doing it a certain way it's but it's kind of nice you know we've set the rules and now we're just playing within it I think we're slowly starting to realize where we can break the rules and where we can actually turn the game into something that we can really rule out. Mm. There's something nice about having ink in a glass bottle, though. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. The same way as, like, it's nice when you buy a Coke bottle in, like, a glass bottle <laughs> as opposed to a can, you know? Yeah. It's that yeah. placebo effect of, like, oh, it must taste nice. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel yeah. old school, though, like, with the quill and the bottle. Mm. It feels but I guess in the nice. end, like, if, yeah, if we were to have, like, a plastic bottle, there wouldn't really be as much incentive for them for the end user to actually keep that bottle mm. in the end, which is sort of plays into the whole recycling thing. Say, um, I guess it really makes it more sustainable. Say, if you, you know, get a, a glass bottle of Lousy and you decided maybe to keep it afterwards. We're also playing with the idea of possibly doing a refill service as well. So, you know, kind of swapping over the actual bottle mm. of Lousy, like the empty bottle with a new one for yep. maybe like a less price than what you'd get into one for or something like that's that awesome. um, and that sort of helps with the whole like you know recycling of the actual container itself you know yep. and without you know having to throw anything out in the end because we don't really want to you know create more waste than what we're taking originally yeah, yeah. No, it's great it's yeah. one of the things that um really wanted me to uh, sit down and chat to you guys because I, I, yeah. I like environmentally friendly uh, mm. ideas and you know um, products and all that type of stuff so it's mm. uh, no, you're doing a good thing <laughs> good thing for the planet <laughs> I'm trying yeah. Yeah. yeah I've seen you've um, like on your Instagram you've had you've featured a lot of artists using your um your ink as well mm. like like uh, who, like do you just ship it out to them or are these people who have bought it and then they've done artwork and then sent you a photo or I think uh, for the most part on the Instagram, it's more kind of trying to create a space where people can be inspired to do work with Lousy. I mean, the the dream is to get to the point where, yeah, enough people are using it where we can run like a, the way I guess uh, Montana or Iron Lack or any of those kind of brands work where it's like, a hey, they've used this brand. I think mm. for now, it's kind of just like getting the idea out there that you can do all this stuff. But that being said, the Lousy show, having a more close to 200 works of stuff done in Lousy Ink and the style being from one extreme to the other I think that's the perfect showcase like I think that's probably something that if we had more I guess more of a budget to go into like a proper website and stuff that's mm, something mm. that we could promote a lot more yeah. it's really cool though to see the variation of different um, styles of the artists have actually you know used the ink and you know they've kind of experimented in different ways with it mm. say you know 
like people have you know gone, uh, use it with like an airbrush or you know just simply painted with it or kind of you know watered it down a bit so it's really cool to see like how people are actually using it mm. uh, like like even with the the lousy show like just having a whole bunch of um work like say you had you know um like something that's really like finely painted with like a lot of detail with with brushes like right next to something that was like you know quite sort of um i guess like really more like sketchy in a way like just seeing the variation of style was like yeah really cool to mm. kind of see that yeah. yeah so do you have um have friends um hassling you all the time to get hooked up surprisingly <laughs> not <Yeah. laughs> like, <laughs> i think we've given ink to all of our friends yeah, already so, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah they're still trying to make their way to the end of the bottle yeah it lasts a while doesn't it like, yeah, I, like, surprisingly, if i yeah. buy a bottle of indian ink it'll last me about two years yeah you know, <laughs> like a 500 mil or something like that. that's it yeah. but it, it's also the mentality that comes with it too hey because mm. you're like oh you know that's my good indian ink it's like i'm just yeah. gonna hold off from using it all the time so hopefully we build we build on that kind of idea of like just use it and having that incentive of yeah, eventually doing a refill service, there's more kind of like push to be like, oh, I'm just going to use it and I can just refill it for cheap anyway. Mm. As, a, as opposed to someone who's going to say, well, if I use this Indian ink and it goes to something that's not exactly what I want, I have to spend another $30 or 50 or et cetera mm. to get another bottle, yeah. which can be a bit of a, a, a yield for some people. Mm. Mm. I'll oh, remember that. I got a little stash on the shelf over there. Uh, <laughs> when, when, I'm, when I'm done, I'll come see. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So um, I'm also sitting here with with Roger from uh, from Dodgy Paper. Hey. How you going? The one you're with. Yeah. <laughs> it's like ink and paper. You know, this is yeah. a match made in heaven, right? <laughs> yeah, the best. Yeah. Um, so you, you've been making your own paper, haven't you? Yes. I've what? become obsessed with making paper out of lots of different things recycled mostly um yeah and it's been awesome so far yeah where'd you get the idea from so the idea came about um for a couple of like through a couple of different um reasons and all at a really like really good timing very serendipitous if that's correct yeah um, <laughs> just reference um, the dictionary yeah we got on the shelf <laughs> so at the time like well i mean first up ollie at the start of the year um i was doing the blender markets and i remember you showing me the lousy ink the first mm. ones in the shampoo bottle yeah <laughs> with your hand done labels they were awesome um and yeah i really loved it from then and loved what you guys were doing i loved the whole concept um and then I guess skip forward another six months, um, coming closer to the show that you guys put on, um, which I, at the time, went to Canberra for a job and missed the opening. And while I was there, I went past this uh, recycling center called the Green Shed in Canberra, like a big warehouse, kind of like reverse art truck was it green? in Melbourne. No. Um, <laughs> the outside was partly green. Yeah, surprisingly it wasn't. Yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> no, it wasn't a green shed. Um, yeah. but. A lady there was making paper out of uh, denim, out of old jeans, oh, wow. and it just, yeah, like clicked. Um, just fell in love with it. Like with mm. that paper, I was like, "That's amazing!" Never mm. thought of doing that. Never knew people did that. Um, so yeah, bought a few sheets, drove back to Melbourne, and the whole time I was just like thinking about making paper. Mm. Um, got back to the studio, and funnily enough, um, my friend Kevin, who's also at the Arts Hall, had three months before that bought me this kid's toy for 
ages six and up, I think, like a little A6 paper making <laughs> tray. Um, still in its box, I hadn't opened it, and got back and opened it. And then, yeah, started making paper yeah. from then. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, it was awesome. Have you done anything like this in the past? No, uh, I love making things. Like I love making lots of things, making art, making anything really. Um, but I hadn't made paper before, maybe at school, but I don't think so. No, yeah, first time. Um, yeah. So I remember the, fir the first time I saw you making it, mm. you're like, oh, I'm making paper. And then it's like, from then on, it was like every day. It's like, what are you doing? I'm making bigger paper. I'm making more paper. I'm making paper out of this scale. It's like, like obsessed. Totally obsessed. I yeah. couldn't like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, yeah, since that weekend. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just such an awesome like thing to get involved in making something for artists, like what you guys were doing, which um, yeah, like inspired the whole thing the whole project mm. um, but yeah and just the actual process of paper making is very relaxing and therapeutic in itself so that went really well with um, what I like to do which is chill and make you art all your Pilates classes yeah <laughs> cancel <laughs> yoga don't need to meditate yeah just make paper and yeah and then from there seeing people draw on it I didn't actually like get to draw on my paper for ages because I was just making lots of it <laughs> But then seeing the guys use it, um, uh, the guys from the studio being the first guys that got some because I was here, um, yeah, it was amazing. So, yeah. so um, like, do you, like when you're making your paper, do you come out from a, an environmental aspect, or are you just into just making paper? I think I think both. <laughs> I mean, definitely, I'm definitely into making paper. A and double edged sword, that question. Yeah, <laughs> but it's definitely. I mean the the one of the like thought sparks right at the start was um you know we like i've been in the studio for five or six years now and the amount of paper card that i bought and then wasted or drawn on and thrown out or yeah i don't know just wasted really um was the spark of turning that back into something that you can draw back on um so it's definitely yeah like the concept um is environmental and all about recycled um yeah but i love making paper too yeah. <laughs> um, but every, yeah like all the uh equipment i use is recycled um i try to I, yeah i'm a for anyone who knows me i'm a massive hoarder so i had a lot of things that i could use for the process already and then found lots of stuff on the side of the road or at um reverse art truck like Ollie mentioned that place earlier it's one of my favorite places in oh, Melbourne so um, they have anything you could well anything you need to like realize a handmade project or yeah it's just awesome place yeah, I'm pretty um, sure you like fill up a garbage bag yeah. for like 30 bucks or exactly. <laughs> like anything as yeah. well you just yeah. like fill it up <laughs> that's so their going rate style yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the best because that's what um, we always say here at the studio it's like oh um you know, oh, do you have this? And you throw out some skill request, and someone goes, "Roger, will have it." Like, hey, matter of fact, I've yeah. got one just over here. I have um, one of everything you yeah. could need. Yeah. So that came very handy when it um, when I started making paper. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what? Like, how do you go about making the paper? What's your technique? Um, the technique is it's pretty simple. Um, just get old paper, and then rip it up. I usually do that by hand. 
first um, soak it in some water um, at the start I think I was using too much water and um, I've tried to like get those levels all correct now and that's going quite well too um, so yeah soak it um, hot water is better and then yeah Your trade uh, secrets yeah <laughs> it's not like so, it's not you know it's leaking them out yeah but it's yeah uh yeah and then um yeah do some more hand chunking we like to call it at dodgy paper yeah. where you uh rip the bits up for about i don't know maybe 15 minutes that part's not so therapeutic it's kind of like gets a bit annoying on your hands and your muscles um anyway and then yeah uh make the sheets with a mold yeah yeah and uh press them and then let them dry yeah and then draw on them <laughs> and then take a nap yeah, yeah. <laughs> make some more paper yeah, yeah. Think, yeah. yeah. and wh- where do you source your materials from because i know that you're like um you know you you, you want to make every paper special it's not mm. just like oh here's your recycled paper from the recycling bin like this series of paper is is made up of Simpsons comics or this yeah. one's basketball cards or yeah. things like that yeah I think most of the papers that have happened apart from a few have been those small batch kind of um, yeah like little limited runs but most of them have come up like the materials have come up through chance or things that I had or things that people have donated or hit me up to give give me um, for example the like Pokemon cards AMAC from the studio had like hundreds of doubles um kev <laughs> i like how you say doubles, doubles. well he's yeah. like okay i'm not gonna give you these ones you yeah. say because i've only got one of the shiny gyarados yes but you can have the double and all of my element cards exactly <laughs> he made sure that they were all doubles um, yeah, you, you, you laugh but you know the names yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent many a year collecting yeah. <laughs> um, like, maybe you could offload some yeah. <laughs> and then um yeah like the comics and stuff i go to a lot of markets and op shops um so i you know picked up a few comics here and there some some of them were given to me um yeah like the basketball cards kev again is a big basketball card collector but i think when he gets orders of good ones they always put in these dud ones like hundreds and hundreds which literally get thrown out um by the collector Mm. so um, yeah, and then other scraps, like scraps from the studio, scraps from artists. I did, um, early on, I did a run with Ollie, um, like with his art scraps, which was Ooh. awesome. Yeah, just like a bunch of misprints yeah. and stuff. And yeah. Like, did some like uh, prints on t-shirts, but ended up having a whole bunch of like, yeah, misprints on paper. Mm. And actually a lot of it was on pink paper. Yeah. So it ended up having this really nice kind of pink haze to the yeah. paper we're sick. making out of. Was, um, yeah, really, really fun to see that whole process of you know, you know, ripping up the original, you know, bits of junk that you'd otherwise just throw out in the trash and then mm. kind of turn it into something you can paint on again. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I know. Like, oh, I gave you a hand today working on. Yeah. Some. I had, yeah. had um, <laughs> I, I, when I first started doing the podcast, I used to print out all the questions, and so I had yeah. piles of like paper with all the questions on it. So. <laughs> We made paper out of them and added some of my um, my prints that the registration was off. So I did, I did some screen prints for my exhibition and they didn't work out right. So we tore some of them up and mixed them up with the questions from the paper. And yeah, yeah, got got my got my own run coming. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's looking good. It's yeah. drying now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So, like, is it important to have, like, a story behind each batch? Yeah, I mean, that kind of just came... Like, that came along with it, because, yeah, like, it's... it's important, I guess, but it, it just is that each each batch has a um, story, which I find keeps me interested, like in making it, um, kind of, which mm. is awesome. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and giving it a like that that lets me give it a fun name, or like give the yeah give the batch a name, and it has character. Um, yeah, which is great. So, yeah. Yeah, I like how you keep it all chunky as well. So whatever mm. it's made out of, you can you can always see bits mm. of it throughout it. Like even the stuff that we we're doing today, like from the the questions, I could see words all through it. But then yeah. from my print, I could see elements of my print still in there. It's not like it's it's complete mush and you can't make out anything. No. It's like you know what what it's made from. And even the basketball cards ones that you did, there was like all glittery parts of it and yeah and you see like yeah. an, an arm like or a basketball <laughs> yeah. and things like that you, you can you can you knew what it was made of yeah that's yeah. like i mean the process itself um when you leave all those chunks no matter if they're like yeah big small medium whatever size they are but then when you dip the mold i mean i'm, I'm sure lots of people listening might not be aware of like the process i may not have explained it that well before <laughs> but you kind of like dip a mold into the water with all the pulp and then as you lift it out like all those chunks randomly you know come come to the top of what the page will be um and that's where leaving those chunks becomes really visually like yeah fun and exciting almost Mm. when when you're doing the sheets because you know you'll have bits that were kept that will pop out to the top Mm. um so yeah like i've been on most of the batches i've been leaving quite chunky yeah, chunky chunks. Yeah. Chunky, but, yeah. <laughs> chunky yes. chunks. But there's been a few super fine blends. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've, I've like from watching you make it, I've noticed you use um like the recycled acetates from Redwood mm. Press. Yeah. And, um, so do you try and use as many recycled materials as possible to, to yeah. create the paper? Yeah, a hundred percent. I haven't. I had to buy mesh for my molds. That's like the one thing. I bought wire mesh. Um, apart from that, everything has been either recycled, found in a skip, donated, um, or yeah, uh, yeah, or I already had. Um, There's a lot of but, like picture frames and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but the acetate that was just perfect because here at the Arts Hall, Redwood Press does all their screen printing, and after he does a job, say it's like a picture of a cat, a drawing of a cat. He'll expose the screen of the cat. People are still like printing T-shirts with cats on them yeah. in like 2017. Yeah, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Topic. <laughs> cats are back. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then after he's exposed his screen, that piece of acetate with the design is useless unless you know unless that client or something might want to do it again, which doesn't happen often. He'll put that in the recycling bin, um, which is good as well. It'll probably get recycled anyway, but. Um, yeah, for this purpose, it just turned out great because those sheets of acetate um, are used in the process to flatten and to flatten a sheet when it's wet, and then to then let it dry as well, and then you get a nice smooth side. Yeah, yeah. which turned out awesome. So it's really good to see like <laughs> that you've expanded your space in the um, studio from mm. just from selling paper as well, and you've made you've made like a factory. Like some of the person next to you moved out, and then you just <laughs> yeah. took his spot and said, "All right, this is my paper factory." <laughs> yeah, and, um, well, it 
it was good timing and it needed to happen because the rate that I was making paper and the equipment needed overtook the whole like spot that I had <laughs> within maybe two weeks <laughs> um, and I already had like a lot of stuff to begin with um, and yeah it was good timing that the space behind me was free um, and then yeah started to set up the factory which is now in full production mode nice <laughs> yeah but um yeah because you've been um like i noticed you've got like an out tray for your for your orders yes. and there seems to be a lot going out there like how have I you gone about getting the the name out there look it was purely through instagram started started at the account um <laughs> and put photos shout out to instagram yeah, <laughs> Insta. um yeah and a bit of like word of mouth through the artist network and the studio network i guess um but yeah uh what was the question how, well, how have you gone about getting the name out there oh yes yeah. um yeah talking to people giving people paper um yeah being pretty active on the instagram stories i feel like a lot of people get into that these days um and it's really stories. fun yeah <laughs> it's good telling a story um in video form um but yeah and then linked straight to a site uh, a big cartel site to sell packs and sheets of different um batches but i was like amazed at the orders that came through from the like first post on the um yeah the first post like i was amazed that people wanted to buy it and draw on it <laughs> um so thanks to everyone who's ordered and supported because yeah like that's it yeah it's cool. mad yeah. Go people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody is awesome. <laughs> so I've seen you've um posted some um pretty good artists working with your paper. Yeah. Like who who are some of the artists who've worked with it? Uh you. Oh, and thanks for that. um <laughs> trying to pry that out of you. <laughs> hey, I wasn't I wasn't uh, I wasn't you know, some real like handsome yeah. artist <laughs> you wanna name his name or <laughs> um Oh man, everyone at the studio, I guess, Ono's has done some amazing paintings on them, which I didn't really think would be possible. Like when I first started making, I was like, nah, but they've turned out amazing. Um, yeah, Crisis, I don't know, everybody. Yeah. Um, everybody at the Art Soul, and then, yeah, like. And everyone And beyond. <laughs> yeah, and beyond. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's awesome, like seeing people post their work and people that I don't know as well, which is amazing. Because, yeah, seeing people's work and it's on the paper, it's yeah. great. I must admit, one of the um, I've drawn on a lot of your and painted on a lot of your paper, mm. and the, one of the the ones I really liked using was the um, one made out of um, discarded envelopes. Mm. You know, because it had you know that that blue pattern they have on the inside of envelopes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it had all that through it, but then nice. um, on the other side it was. Um, it was brown or tan, mm. so it had that mixture between the two, and it was um, it was just really nice and flat and smooth. Yeah, and that that one came out really well, um, and it was nice and yellow. It looked, <laughs> it looked, yeah, it was interesting. Like I hadn't seen it myself before. So There's something like, about that as well. Like yeah. I remember when I first started seeing the um, all the dodgy paper come out. It's kind of like they're almost 
too good to even like draw or paint on. Like some of them are like artworks in themselves. Like I remember seeing the the manga series that you put out. Mm. That was so cool. You see these like kind of like characters in there, and you, you almost don't even want to draw onto mm. it. Yeah. Like, oh, so nice. I get that feeling too. Like when I make some of the sheets, and I have a pile that I put that aside. You keep for yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah, like That's my favorite display. ones. The archive. Yeah. Because yeah. um, sometimes when they yeah when they come out, the composition can be like really pleasing it's like mm. and i'm sure I, I have a feeling that especially with some of the simpsons paper and more those things I, I have a feeling that the people who ordered those were doing that mm. to put in frames and stuff because i did get a few responses back of people doing art on them but yeah yeah like with those yeah i feel like people were doing that how very like marcel <coughs> duchamp you know to like just take something that isn't considered art and then to turn mm. into it you know what i mean like for something like paper to that, that is always the canvas or always the yeah. base of something and then to flip it like literally flip the script and then turn it into this thing <laughs> that people actually don't want to touch it at all yeah. it's become almost even more fragile and yeah. precious yeah and it's just paper and it's recycled I'd, it's kind of cool I'd feel like it would I don't know I'm trying to like it would feel really weird like if someone felt that way about a page that I'd randomly like mm. made in a tub it would but but I see <laughs> when the you say it like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> no 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 yeah but yeah I see the visual appeal for sure <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. Have you got any, um, like, is there any papers that you really want to make that you haven't had a chance to? Like, any dream papers out there? Because <laughs> some of, that, some of yeah. our listeners might have the stock for you, you know, and you can, um, they can send oh, it to man. you. Like, yeah, like money. Like, yeah. <laughs> people can just send money send through. Money through yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, we were joking about it the other day. You, you just got a commission over in Dubai, and it's like, oh, you've been making paper out of $100 bills. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, paper money. Monopoly money, I want to do, but mm. I haven't. I've been looking out for Monopoly boards at the Campbell Market. So if you're having a stall there, bring your Monopoly boards, <laughs> um, or send me some Monopoly money. Um, uh, and um, what else? Uh, oh man, like artists' paper. I'd love to collaborate with more artists and do papers strictly out of their scraps, which is part of, which has been part of um, the concept the whole time, and I've only done that a few times thus far. Um, yeah, like, I mean, dream paper would be to make paper out of, um, like, one of my favourite artists or something like that. That would feel awesome. But mm. then ripping up their work might feel a bit weird too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Melways. I've been wanting to do Ooh, a Melways paper. Damn, that's good, yep. And I almost got one that someone had thrown in their recycling bin but then left it for too long and it got a bit man mangy and moldy so they didn't uh, like give it to me after that yeah. you could probably um, make use of all the yellow pages people like yeah, don't use as yeah, well. totally. like, that's a crap load of paper mm. yeah. I got a cycle in ways just there like um oh, Cal yeah. Cal Preston so, uh, screen printed a whole lot of them yeah. that's dope yeah yeah paper out of that would be sick so if anyone has some old Melways <laughs> send it to the PO box that I'll give you later yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Have any of but, you guys seen any other um, environmentally friendly like art products that have been made out there? There is one. I think it's... Was it, it, yeah, yeah. Is it... I don't think it's... Um, is it India? Dubai? Something like that? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly where it's from, but it seems like they're taking um, 
like air pollution from cars, like from say diesel trucks and stuff, and they're maybe pu- putting some kind of mechanism on the exhaust mm. when they're collecting that kind of soot, and they're sort of um, taking that back to the lab where they um, kind of turn that back into an ink of some sort. Mm. Um, so that seems to be some kind of recycling element to that, uh, which is pretty interesting. Like we've been looking at that, um, but it it doesn't seem like it's directly taking something and then using that same product to use directly mm. as a... Yeah, they're adding binders yeah, as well yeah. as other things, mm. which is fair enough. Like yeah. They're just using the soot as the pigment. Of course. Mm. Um, in terms of other recycled products, I think that's the thing, though. It's like the recycled or um, ethically conscious art materials isn't a big thing the same way it is like... Um, organic uh, uh, chia seeds or whatever it is out there that you can buy in like that one corner in Woolworths or Coles but like um, I think I think that's the thing like um, 75 or 78.72% of the artists you talk to in Melbourne or anywhere around the world they have very strong opinions and views politically and it's surprising that not all artists are more socially conscious about even their own art making it's like they will say something about whether or not um, you should or shouldn't buy um, uh, things that have uh, palm oil in it, and then, but that doesn't translate into like, yeah, they might still use I don't know, like oil paints that have been made with like a crap load of chemicals mm, and yeah, you know. aerosols even too. Like that's mm. that's quite a big thing mm. too. Yeah. I think one of the concerns for artists is they're selling their art on, and they don't know if the quality's going to be there if you mm. you know if you get sort of like or, organic oil paint or something like that is is it going to what's going to look like in yeah, 50 right. years yeah. you know if someone yeah, yeah exactly True. you know yeah. so yeah. I was wondering though mm. I wonder if there's anyone out there that's going to make like um like lino you know for lino printing out of like yeah. old lino because I'm sure like mm. that, that, that stuff like looks like, like it's floors and stuff you know yeah. you can I'm sure there's so some I'm, way you can I'm sure that stuff doesn't yeah. break down too yeah. easily no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, have you have you two um or you three have you guys worked together and done like a um lousy ink um and dodgy paper collaboration at all? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. I think it's in it's been like in the talks, yes. like just floating around. Definitely. It's just getting the timing right. I think. Yeah. Than yeah. Anything. Yeah. I mean, you've got lousy, you know, stocked in your online store. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll do the same, like mm. vice versa. But yeah, I reckon that. Definitely, some things in the pipeline. Mm, definitely sure. work with you know, lousy ink and dodgy paper. It's yeah, like the, <laughs> it's kind the of like combination. There. It definitely yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we yeah we've talked about doing packs and things like that, mm. um, and mm. yeah, a few other projects future yeah. for mm. sure. Yeah. Any other plans for the future? Yeah, well, um, sort of planning on doing a bit of a photography exhibition. So not really sure when or where we would do it just yet but just really kind of early planning phase mm. stages mm-hmm. um but yeah we were thinking like we could yeah we could get like different uh, photographers to send in their images and we would um re-inject lousy back into the like an inkjet printer so we'd print those images out onto back onto paper with um yeah with an inkjet printer and then you'd, we'd display those in a gallery of some sort mm. and yeah it's almost maybe have it similar to the to the other show where we you know completely like hung up like hundreds of different works and really kind of 
you know, have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So, yeah, just sort of showing the variation of what you can actually do with the ink and not just, you know, directing it to, say, like, you know, illustrators and artists, you know, it's like, you know, we've got, um, so just down the road at the tuck shop, we've uh, got oh, yeah. Clinton using um, lousy ink for, like, stamping, uh, like, different, like, paper bags and coffee cups, things mm. like that, too. I think the thing for us is to not pigeonhole ourselves into this idea of what ink is meant to be. Mm. Like that's where it gets really exciting for us. It's like okay, we're not um, we're not business minded. We didn't go to like a marketing school or anything, but you know we're artists, and so how can we take this uh, medium ink and actually translate it into other things? So like yeah, the idea of doing a photography show. It's like well, how do we do that? All right, well let's re-inject the ink and then even moving beyond that we want to look at like how can we uh, do something with sculpture how can we do something with fashion how can we just really push it beyond a 2D plane like I guess the, a good example is that installation we did in the stairwell like we don't want to be predictable because that's not lousy enough for us you know we want to we want to do things so we want to do bad things so well that it makes people think like oh I could do it too and there's also those there's also the, I mean, for us, the big thing for Lousy is actually moving ink because that's the thing that's actually helping the environment. And we're looking at um, hitting up schools and offices and saying, like, why are you buying your ink supplies from these big companies when you can just buy from us and, like, undercut all these big corporate conglomerates and just create this nice little chain where we're getting rid of all this ink, but at the same time, we're helping schools with budgets or we're helping offices run their businesses better, et cetera, et cetera, as well as like, I don't really want to use the word preach, but you know, like telling our story and just getting it out there that there's a better way to do everything if you really want to do it that way. Good work. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound too like knocking on the door Mormon he did it. <laughs> no, no, I agree. Like there's, um, you know, because the ink, ink cartridges and all that from the printers all like the people are recycling them, but if you sort of just refill them and sell them back on, it's makes a lot of sense mm. yeah. mm. what about you Roger yep. any plans for dodgy paper um, make more paper <laughs> bigger paper definitely bigger paper we're oh, yeah. doing I'm, I'm doing A3 which has been working pretty well um, with a good mould which has been good but bigger paper A2 A1 A0 maybe in the future probably not yeah. but <laughs> A2 for now um gonna we're gonna do a pop-up show actually in a couple of weeks featuring a lot of local artists um these two guys included and yourself included mm -hmm. and a bunch of other mad artists and you and myself as well <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and that's on the 22nd of june at Attaboy roy in brunswick street um but yeah, so that, and yeah, I guess, I don't know, do, yeah, I've been working with um, a few local businesses, um, such as Hound and Bone, Fine Art Printers, um, getting their scraps and turning that back into paper, um, so doing more of that, and a few people have been hitting me up on the um, message, uh, wanting to donate scraps, and that's been awesome, because that's perfect, uh, perfect cycle, yeah. to yeah. make paper out of other people's creative like they're using it for creative purposes firstly and then I get the offcuts and gives it a totally new life to mm. then be a sheet and then have art on it <laughs> so 
Yeah. It's funny um, that when you create that vehicle for people, they mm. just magnet towards you. Like, if you weren't around otherwise, they wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. But that's what's kind of nice about, I guess, dodgy and lousy is that now that we're here, people are like, well, I can throw my scraps and give them to Rog at Dodgy, or like, I don't need to go out and buy new ink. I can just go get lousy ink or get it refilled. Like, yeah, yeah we're creating. I mean, it's yeah, it's super wanky to say, but we are creating some sort of change. There's mm. a bit of a rumble, mm. and like, I'm keen to see where it goes. It's just awesome that I mean, the way, well, f- like the way I heard about Lousy was obviously originally Ollie um, telling me in person, but um, having that, and, and like that was amazing because that was within like our network of Melbourne artists, like the art scene here. Um, and that felt great, like knowing that someone was making an ink, like for me to then do art on, like that was perfect. So there's, yeah, and I'm sure there's a hundred different art um, art materials that we haven't thought about that <laughs> yeah. people will be able to make out of other things, um, mm. like out of out of other scraps or whatever it is. Um, and yeah, it was, yeah, it's, it, I hope it's a change within our community and then maybe the broader community for well, sure definitely the broader community but yeah, yeah i think that's the thing is that you, if you, you got to look at um people who are doing a similar thing to you rather than as like i guess the competition or etc mm. like you know we're all in it together it's like they're your like they're potential partners at the end of the day yeah. if everyone thought like that the same in this in the same vein where everyone thinks like you go out and you network but really <laughs> you're going out and you're making friends like you just need to yeah. change the terms around yeah. a little bit and true at the end of the day everyone will benefit yeah hmm. totally so yeah. um where's the best place for people to find out more about um lousy ink lousy ink uh, <laughs> or you can hit us up on instagram at uh, at at lousy.ink we also have a Facebook page lousy I don't know where the, <laughs> the <laughs> accent suddenly changed <laughs> the, into the radio voice oh, yeah exactly <laughs> the promo voice um, but yeah Facebook Instagram if you just google lousy ink we'll come up, sure come so, up. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> what about you Roger where's your promo voice it's uh, the same as my normal voice yeah. and <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> dodgy paper nah do- yeah dodgypaper.com dodgy paper.com and then instagram dodgy paper cool alright guys well um thanks for taking the time (laughs) to sit down and um thanks for doing uh such good things for the planet and the art community we appreciate it (laughs) thank you thanks for having us awesome no worries alright I hope you enjoyed this week's episode to find out more about today's guests go to benchtalkpodcast.com there you'll find all previous episodes and images of the guests artwork Also follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk. There you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast. Bench Talk's also streaming on SoundCloud and Facebook. Just simply search for Bench Talk Podcast. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to rate and review. It helps get the word out. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.